All right, Jeff, this is our Christmas podcast, so um, you're dressed a little festive. You got your red shirt on under there. How well, about it's that? It's kind of reddish. Reddish. All right. Well, yeah. you know. So I guess y'all got uh, some big plans for Christmas. Thank you for listening yeah. to the Fields yeah, the Brothers thing. Show. I'm excited about this podcast here. I mean, this has become a pretty hallowed event, I think, for our listeners, too. The Fields Brothers Show Christmas The Christmas episode. special. Yes. I mean, this is like, this is right um, up there with uh, what the Andy Williams, didn't he? Wasn't he the one that did the big Christmas show? And, uh, uh, probably did. But, you know, I, I'm just envisioning right now moms and dads all over this country and beyond just gathering the kids around. Hey, kids, it's time for the it, Fields Brothers it, Show Christmas It's kind of like this. If you had a list, like you had the Andy Williams Christmas Show. It's a um, Wonderful it's a Life. White, it's a Wonderful Life. It's yeah. a White Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas Special. And then the Fields Later. Brothers Christmas Special. We probably wouldn't be in the top three or four, but we'd be Yeah, we might in be in the top, top ten. Yeah, I mean, like you that. know. <laughs> so, uh, so gather the kids around. It is yeah. time for the uh, Fields Brothers Show Christmas episode podcast. One other little quick thing that's a sign from Christmas. This, uh, this episode is coming out on Christmas Eve, which is very fitting, which also happens to be uh, the birthday of a good friend of ours, Phelan Daugherty. Uh, I forgot about is, that. His birthday, birthday is Christmas Eve. Christmas yeah. Eve, and he is 60 years old. Well, happy and, birthday, Phelan. And my, uh, so happy birthday, Phelan, and my birthday present to you is that I think I pronounced your name right. So happy birthday to Phelan Daugherty. All right. So, well, okay. do you want to jump into Christmas, or what, do you got anything else you want to hit first? Um, nothing else I need to hit first, I don't think. So go ahead and, and take it away. Well, I mean, there's, a lot, of, Christmas there's related, a lot of but, Grinches out there about Christmas, and i got yeah. to get this out of the way. I know you know what I'm going to say, but every year we got all kinds of christians posting stuff about christmas being a pagan holiday all right so i've dug a little deeper about this you probably saw one of my posts earlier we did on facebook but there are there are a little what? bit about this a week or two ago didn't we? yeah well slightly yeah okay, but right, i got a little okay. more detail there really were two roman pagan holidays that were around the christmas time that one was called saturnalia now saturnalia is a festive uh, was a big party, really, a drunken party that was to dedicate a Saturn, who was the gr- Roman god of agriculture. Now, that right there, I'm going to do a podcast one time, but we're going to talk about the different Greek gods because it is pretty funny so how that Saturday, whole thing our, was our, set our, up. Our, our day of the week, Saturday, comes from that, I'm I guessing, think it or? probably does. Okay. Yeah, and that's certainly where our planet comes from. I mean, we named the planet our solar system yeah. after this Greek god, or well, they call it really Roman god of agriculture. Now, um, and so, anyway, they did gift-giving and revelry, which means they all got drunk. And there's another one called Dice Natalie Solis Evicti. Now, I'm probably pronouncing, mispronouncing. I'm not really good on my Greek, <laughs> Greek pronunciations, but that's a, that's a pretty good attempt. Now, this is a, a, a festival of the celebrated the birthday of the unconquered sun. Okay. So I guess they have figured out, you know, that sun is pretty reliable. He's not been conquered yet. Every year he comes back. S-U-N. The so. de- S-U-N, okay, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, the unconquered sun. So that the days begin to get longer. So they were very excited that from here on out, time, really about the 21st of December, mm-hmm. days start getting longer. You get uh, more light. And so they were happy about that. So they had a party about that. And that was typically was observed on the 25th. And so I've said before, and I've said many times, every year I say this, but when they say, you know, you're just celebrating the pagan holiday, I say, look, we, con- we, we hijack these holidays, we squash them, and we replace them with something better. No, we don't believe Jesus probably was not born on December 25th. I'm pretty sure of that. But we turned it into a celebration 
of, of the birth of Jesus. Now, I did this on, I put a video out there about this, and somebody commented on They said, well, that's because you just got tricked by the pagans into celebrating. <laughs> and I'm thinking, with those sneaky pagans. So, in other words, <laughs> so why, that's why I put up my Saturnalias display, I guess, you know. But the fact of the matter is, you can say what you want, but we did eliminate these pagan holidays, replaced with something that's not perfect. I mean, Christmas is not the perfect holiday. It is centered around the birth of Christ. There's a lot of stuff that are clingers on to Christmas. A lot of, you know, people say a lot of materialism. A lot of people are too focused on stuff. I would agree with that. Um, but it's not anymore a pagan holiday. It is a celebration of Jesus. And even St. Nicholas was a giver. He was, a, I guess, a Catholic saint who was a giver. And you know, the whole idea of giving, I think, is pretty much a good thing. I now, yeah, so. when you get all wrapped up on what you're going to get, I would say it goes over the line. But anyway, so Jeff, my question to you is, when's the last time you went to a Saturnalia party? <laughs> Probably When are you aware to a Saturnalia party? And <laughs> when's the last time you celebrated Dice, Natalis, Solus, Evicti? Well, never. And that's because we squashed them. They aren't here anymore. We hijacked them, and that's it. So... There you go. So I, for one, am happy that we did this to these pagan holidays. Yeah, I love Christmas. I mean, I, I love the Christmas. I don't always love all the other yeah, there's pressure stuff, stuff that goes yeah, around it at right, times, but the, right. the, the, the core thing. And I've I really grown in my appreciation of it in the last year or two. But, you know, you're talking about the pagan thing. I read this the other day. So this is kind of dovetails with that. Uh, individual on Facebook. I don't know him personally. He uh, lives, I, th- I want to say South Africa, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But he lives some other country. But uh, uh, Santo Calarco, I guess that, but again, he, he writes some pretty interesting stuff. He's pretty bold in some of the stuff he writes. But he pointed out the uh, the Magi, the three, which we realized did not show up until later. Right. They were not in, they weren't at the manger, at the manger type right. of thing. But so with that in mind, he, th- I'm going to read some of his posts. And, uh, it says, pagan sorcerers. So we're talking about pagans here in the pagan yeah. holidays. Right. Pagan sorcerers. Those sneaky pagans w- getting in there again. Pagan sorcerers welcomed Jesus at his birth. Jesus was born. The nation of Israel was not there to welcome his majesty. Born in a lowly stable, it was three Magi from the east who came to present the king of kings with gifts, again, realized not at the manger, but later on, mm-hmm. who or what uh, are magi. This is the same word that we get magician from. They practiced astrology. And they said, quote, we saw his star in the east. What they practiced was magic and astrology. Both are condemned in the law. So pagan sorcerers came to worship Jesus, not Israel, the covenant people of God, that's so a he pretty communica- interesting I mean, point. That's a so good point. God communicated with what we would call New Age witches about the coming of the Savior of the world. And meanwhile, a few miles away, the covenant people of Israel didn't even know that their King Messiah had arrived to rescue them. They did not. I mean, that, I, is that, kind is, of interesting. that is interesting. That's a great point. And it's exactly true. Now, it's about, I think it was two years later, the time the Magi showed up when he was at the house. Yeah, they're at the house. Yeah, yeah. I think they were at the house. But so, I guess it was a star they followed. That's, so, good. That's a good point. I mean, so, I mean, that's not saying that God, you know, condones witchery yeah, and sorcery yeah, and all that yeah. stuff but he's just saying that i think it's just saying that god can communicate with anyone he yeah. can reveal himself and his truth and and he his might be suit. a little bigger than our yes. our our yes. hemmed in doctrine yeah the one other yeah. little, little side note before we get any more serious in christmas right. someone in the whole not in the christmas story itself but in in the songs and all that I, i'm kind of feel sorry for i really am kind of feel sorry for the little drummer boy you know that <laughs> song i mean he well i mean everybody just 
rakes him over the colds. I right. mean, see all kinds of memes and all things. Oh, what what's he need? You know, yeah, that's just what a baby needs. Is some boy coming up to play the drums, and you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, the song yeah, the and all song, this. Yeah, I just kind of feel bad for. I him. didn't know I he mean, got beat up on that much though. But oh, I mean, yeah, I've I mean, heard I've a couple. Seen, I've right. seen three or four different coming at different angles, not right. even sharing the exact same thing. Well, but just kind of raking him over the colds for playing and i'm just, just just go easy honey i mean go he's just a little, little drummer someone <laughs> one of them i said said i never understood the little drummer boy's parents sending him out into the night to play the drum until my child came home from school with a recorder there you go <laughs> the yep. child plays the instrument yep. over and over yep. to drive okay get out of here but yep. anyway so i just want to i'm just i'm on team little drummer boy right. i think we give him too hard of a time now before we really launch into at least why i've got on the good news of what christmas is about let me give you a quote jeff all right whoever Finally, who who is who adequately or who will celebrate Christmas correctly? That's the name of this quote. Okay, okay? who will do it? Well, it's whoever finally lays down all power, all honor, all reputation, all vanity, all arrogance, all individualism beside the manger. That's the one who celebrates Christmas correctly. Now, have you ever heard that quote? No. Now, guess who said that? Okay, can you read it again? Okay. Who will celebrate Christmas correctly? Okay, and here's the answer to that question. You asked the question. I mean, I, I'm already kind of have a okay a little red flag go up just in counting it that way. Yeah, I would think. <laughs> okay, and whoever, so here's the answer to the question. It's whoever finally, like it's about time, <laughs> finally lays down all power, all honor, all reputation, all vanity, all arrogance, all individualism. Not sure how you define that really. Beside the manger. So it's all, it. not 80% or anything. It's all. No, it's all. Okay. And finally okay. does it all. All power, all honor, all honor. That's who celebrates Christmas correctly. So then and only then do we celebrate Christmas correctly. Yes. So now, the question Michael, is who Yeah. That? First, it, who said that? Is it a fairly well-known person? I would say so. Are they alive today? Uh, no. They're not alive today. Um, John Calvin. My good buddy, Diedrich Bonhoeffer. Oh, really? Okay. That's a Bonhoeffer quote, yeah. you know? Only Bonhoeffer. Let me say this. I know I rag on Bonhoeffer a lot, but he deserves it. Only Bonhoeffer could take the story of Christmas where the angels are the ones who said, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be for all people in the city of David is born a savior and turn that into, I don't think you're doing this right. Yeah. And you got to try harder. And only he could do, turn that whole good news message into a big work like that. So, I just realized. Thank no, you, I don't even know if Christmas was a thing back when Calvin was. That may have been a pretty stupid guess of mine. But anyway, yeah, I mean, and, and what this reminds me of, too, is that, you know, for Diedrich Bonhoeffer, I mean, there's certain aspects of his life, obviously, are admirable and, and all that. And a lot of stuff he's written is, I would wholeheartedly agree with and admirable, but there are other things that he's written that, you know, that, that I would not agree with. And so it points to the fact that not... We don't have to agree with everything everybody said to appreciate some of the things that they said. You well, know, find me something that a, Diedrich said that you would think would well, be. Because really, there's not much there. that I, I'm just telling you yeah. my honest opinion. Yeah. He was so over the top, works focused yeah. that he really didn't even pay a lot. It even says he likes the Old Testament better than the New Testament. He likes the Old Covenant better. He said that in his I letters really from prison. That, and and so and for him to be so venerated as this great man of God, mm -hmm. I think is a mistake. Um, he doesn't, to me, highlight the good news of the gospel, but he's always got he, he's always got a way of turning everything into an effort and an obligation and a religion. I mean, this whole um, 
a cost of discipleship. You know, you better be yeah. paying the cost. Yeah. You're gonna be, you know, even though the word discipleship is not in the Bible, I didn't bother Dedrick. Whoa, 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 not in the Bible, not in the after the cross. Or the, the well, discipleship, discipleship okay, was never the in the okay. Bible right. anywhere. Yeah, okay, that's right. Okay. okay. And so it was, never, it was never a thing. It was never a process. It was never a, a, a you know, a step or a set of principles mm-hmm. ever. But anyway, so let's, all right, so I'm tired of writing on him. Yeah, but let's, yeah, um, um, so anyway, you want to say something about Chris? I've got my analogy that oh, I, same I mean, one I've used before, but I've kind of fine tuned it a little bit every year, but go ahead. Just a couple of, uh, one quote, um, and John Crowder quote, the incarnation is God's wrath against sin. You don't hear that very often. You don't think of that term. So mm-hmm. we, we, the incarnation is God's wrath against sin. So the idea, not against us as a people. We said the incarnation sin. or with the cross? No, the bigger. incarnation. He said, that's, that's what makes this interesting. The incarnation is God's wrath that. against sin. Okay. That, you know, in the incarnation, you know, the word became flesh. And Jesus, you know, is the lamb who takes away the sin of the world. So the whole task of taking away the sin of the world. So God's wrath against sin, his passion against that which harms us, his passion against that which destroys the object of his love. He wants to destroy that. And so the first step of that is the word becoming flesh. Now it culminates in the cross and in the resurrection. Okay, so that's that. like the, but it's, you know, the, you know, the cross is meaningless without the incarnation. That's something I've oh, yeah. seen more yeah. and more. And it's, and it's not just in the fact that Jesus showed up down the road as a human being then went to the cross right. it's that he became flesh and you know that that verse in John 1 the word became flesh uh, there's two greek when we see the word flesh in our bibles it can be one of two different things one of the words is anthropos which is just a human being as opposed to an animal mm-hmm. you know and i think a lot of times that's what we think of as the incarnation and obviously jesus did the word did become a human being so mm-hmm. so it is that but the word behind in John 1 is sarks you know, like Galatians 5, mm-hmm. the works of the flesh are. And so the, the word flesh there is is not just a human being, but a human being who is fallen and blind and um, trying to be self-sufficient, that type of thing, that the word became that, became mm-hmm. flesh. And Jesus took on our humanity. Didn't have that. sin, so but he still had he flesh. He himself, right, he himself, you know. But did he, not sin. You know, right. He did not sin, but, you know, Second Corinthians 5 says, you know, he who knew no sin became sin. Yeah, I, mean, that's I believe at the cross, and, yeah. Well, yeah. So I, see, I wouldn't even say it's before the cross. Really? I think I think from the major, I posted something on Facebook just this morning, and, and it kind of struck me the last few days ago, and that's why I wrote this thing out, that we think of, Jesus bearing our sin on the cross, I think it's just, and which is true, I think it's just as accurate to say Jesus bore our sin in the manger. I think he was bearing our sin from the moment he became, moment he was in Mary's womb, that he took on our, the nature of flesh with that, and that he bore that the whole time. I don't think it was in a, a quick accounting trick, right? You know, <laughs> I thought it's almost comical. You think, okay, Jesus is going to the cross. He's getting ready to be lifted up. There, he's on the ground. He's being nailed. God gets all the angels around. Okay, all the angels. We got to real quick. We got to get ready to get all the sins of the world. Okay, they lifted him up real quick. Move all those sins from all these people and put them on Jesus real quick. And then you know, well, so, yeah, but so I mean, I, that's, think he, uh, I, I think he did it as it, for humanity. Well, it may he, be. That, I mean, so. it may be. Okay, I mean, it talks about how. I think one of the most amazing Christmas scriptures is Philippians two. I didn't write it down, but where it says he um, emptied himself yeah, yeah. and became a, in the form of a human being, came in the form of yeah. flesh. Um, he did not consider equality with God something to be held on to. And so I think that that incarnation, that the Word, 
Father, Son, and Spirit in the Word, form, in, the, in the person of Jesus, became sin for us, be, took on human flesh, and that was his wrath against sin. That was, okay, I'm not going to let sin destroy my creation. I'm going to do something about it. We're going in. And yeah. so I think yeah. that incarnation is well, an example of God's determination to rid of his sin and take away sin. So I agree, and you kind of teed up to my, um, my analogy, which okay. I, I do use every year, but... It's I th- it's just still the best one I know of. You got somebody who fell off the dock, he drifts out and he's drowning and he's going under and he's going to die, and you have a lifeguard standing on the dock, and so the lifeguard first of all he he's not going to go and get him. He yells out, he, he criticizes his choices. He says, you know, if you hadn't stepped so close to the edge <laughs> of the dock, you wouldn't have fallen in, and this wouldn't have happened. A lot of church, a lot of Christianity has been that way. We criticize people's choices. And still even in the same state. Or he could sit over there and explain the principles of swimming. He goes, now here's the principle of swimming is you stretch out, you cup your hands and tell him how you could be buoyant and laying out and how you do it. Man's still going to drown. Or he could invite him to a gathering about swimming that meets this Sunday at 1030 where we talk about swimming, yeah. how to do it. And we'll encourage you in your swimming, celebrate swimming and you're invited. We'd love to have you with us. Or you can provide an example. Hey, watch me, buddy. This is how you do it. And he starts showing him how to stroke with his hands you know, over, how to keep put your feet straight, and how do you move your legs. He could try to provide an example. On all these, situ- all these four examples, or these four scenarios, man's going to drown. Now, what's it take? Well, obviously, the only thing that's going to help is the man, uh, the lifeguard, dives into the water, grabs a hold of the man, and drags him back. Hope the man. Hopefully, the man's not flailing too much because you got to relax and just yeah. allow yourself to be saved. And so he brings him back to the shore, brings him back to the dock, and that is the picture of Christmas. Yeah. It's when God through Jesus dives into humanity yep. and just becomes our Savior. And I just love the fact that I mean the Magi thing is a great idea. I have to think more about that. But you, know, you get these shepherds who are not particularly spiritual guys, Jeff. You know they're saying out there their job is they're taking care of the sheep. We're not mingling with you know, Jewish believers in the synagogue. We're kind of on the outskirts. We're not particularly clean. We're just doing our thing. We're really the essence. Kind of like the realtors of our day. Kind of like the, no, more like the (laughs) inspectors of our day. Well, no, the appraisers of our day. And I'll talk about that. But anyway, (laughs) so I probably never said that, but, um, (laughs) but they, you know, they just weren't, they weren't looked up on, you know? And so they're the ones who get the announcement. Angels show up. I mean, you think of all the places the angels could have yeah, showed up to yeah. do this. They could have showed up in the synagogue. They could have showed up in a family that was really a godly Jewish family at that time and said, hey, we got to save you. No, they got shepherds outside of the city, mm-hmm. which is another thing I'm going to talk about sometime more, a little bit more, but they're outside of the city. They're hanging around, taking care of the sheep. The angels show up, freak out the shepherds, and the angels has to, has to first of all say, fear not. You know, it's Okay. And he says, and I quote, this is in Luke, and I like I love the version in Luke chapter two, verse eleven, for unto you is born, unto you is born, not just generically born. Yeah. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior. And they say, Well, why them? I mean, were they having Bible mm-hmm. study out there in the field? We don't think so. It was Christ the Lord, uh, uh, in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. So that's um Luke uh, two, verse eleven in particular. But 
you know, that's Christmas. You know, we're yeah. not doing anything, and all of a sudden, God just sends a Savior, and there you go. I like that, that unto you. I like that you brought that out because, you know, we think of, we always think of, and this dovetails with what I, what I was saying, we always think of Jesus dying for us. We don't often think of Jesus being born for us. Right. You know, unto oh, yeah, you, right. the Savior right. is born. Right. Yeah, we, we'll, he'll die too. And that's, he came that's critical. for you. He <laughs> dove essential. into the water. That's when he dove but, into the water. But yeah. he, he was born for you. And the idea that it was just a joyful presentation a joyful announcement yeah. you know and it's not like mankind was doing all that great at that time yeah. i mean the the jews and kind of you know the jewish religion was not in a good place no. at that time and humanity was not in a good place at that yeah. time so rather than coming on the scene with bad news first okay we're gonna have some good news but first we got to tell you the bad news y'all they're really you didn't know that yeah he just comes on with good news right from the start and, I, and i'm more and more convinced that's really how the gospel is to be presented yeah. it, it's it's presented as good news with joy yeah i think it's, it's you know the gospel starts with joy not with fear and right. um, if he takes away the fear i've got a whole yeah. thing on that i want to go into sometime too but the um you know, also the angels didn't say, now unto you is born, you know, I have good tidings of great joy, which is going to be to all people, which is... There you right? go. Well, yeah, what's okay. all, though, mean? Yeah, I know. What's all mean, mean, Roger? All believers, of course. <laughs> and so all people, I brought and that our, for all, you. I, I, all, I gave you that one. That's, I gave you, know, you that one. So anyway, to all people, I, uh, to you is born Christ the Savior. They didn't say, but after that... Then we're going to have your discipleship <laughs> program. And after yeah. that, you guys got to build the kingdom now. Yeah. And after that, you got to live a godly life. You got to live the Christian mm-hmm. life. And you mean, just, there's just none. It's a very simple good news message. And it focuses on who Christ is. Right. And that we just, I think we too quick to gloss over that. Who is, who is the Savior? That's who he is. That's yeah. what he does. That's yeah. who he is. And um, we start there. I think it's no accident that that happened that night. You know, I think that's yeah. another interesting aspect. I mean, the world was in darkness. John 1 talks about the light coming in the darkness. And so it's not just a coincidence that that announcement came at night. And that is a picture of humanity being in darkness, not understanding who God is, seeing God more like we would see Zeus, some angry deity. And the line is I got coming a bunch in. of stuff on that, too. I'm okay. like, yeah, I cannot wait <laughs> okay. for that. I'll be in a future podcast. And then, but. you know, that the idea that the light is coming into the world, basically saying, you guys have got God so wrong. Um, and, and I'm going to shed some light on this. That's why I think a lot of the miracles of Jesus were healing the blind. But also, I think it's no coincidence. I think it's very fitting that we celebrate Christmas very close to the uh, winter solstice. Yeah, so, well, maybe. That word? Uh, That's close solstice. enough. Solstice. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to be legalistic. Yeah, we're, we're, we're Kentuckians here. here. Don't hold us to any particular pronunciation of I, any word. I listened to part of a podcast the other day. It got pretty complex about where that whole system and the calendar and, you know, this oh, yeah. calendar got changed yeah. to this calendar hundreds yeah. of years ago and it was yeah. three days off and all this. Yeah. But one of the things I liked about it was pointing out about how the so much of the reality of the incarnation and the resurrection is all around us in nature. I mean, that whole thing, yeah, winter solstice. Yeah. I mean, it's getting darker and darker. Mm, yeah. But And, of course, you realize that's for the northern hemisphere yeah. um, at, at that time of year. But So it's not for the entire globe. But, you know, the, that in the midst of the darkness, that's when the light came and, and it's turned around. Or the whole thing, the, um, you know, our days, you know, night and morning, dawning in the morning. You yeah. know, that kind of screams out the resurrection. Yeah. Um, that, or how plants... Um, you know, died during, you know, so many plants go dormant and die during the year yep. and come, you know, all, it's like nature screams out the reality of Christ and his birth and his resurrection. Yeah. So, yeah, good point. 
Well, um, you want Roger's rules for Merry Christmas, Jeff? Okay, you're going to end with that? Well, I don't know. If you have something after that. Uh, Nothing major. I can. I pretty much said what I want to say, I think, on on all this. And I know we don't do much on rules. We're not really big on rules, so I'm breaking our rules of not doing rules to to offer Roger's (laughs) rules for a Merry Christmas. Number one, don't expect anything from anybody. Okay. Just don't. I mean, just whatever you get, just be just be shocked. Wow. Okay. Just like, whoa! I can't believe I got anything. I just make it something that you, if you don't expect anything, it's great when you get anything. Does that yeah. make sense? Okay. Yeah. Number two, eat whatever you want, but be prepared for the consequences. I mean, eat, eat whatever, whatever you want. want. Okay. All right. But realize you might not feel great the next okay. day. You just got to live with the consequences. Yeah. If you can okay. do that, eat whatever you want on Christmas. I only have four of these. Number three. Keep your big mouth shut about controversial topics during family gatherings. <laughs> Isn't that a good rule? You, yeah. You agree with that rule? What's interesting, those topics could change dramatically from one household to another. Yeah, so, yeah. Whatever your controversial, rather, just keep your big mouth shut about yeah, controversial topics. Okay. And rule number four, remember that God sent a Savior who was born for you. Amen. Merry so, Christmas. There you go. Yeah, I guess it's too late to tell people that Breaking the Hex, Life with um, God After the Cross Killed Religion, available on Amazon, would have been a great stocking stuffer, but I guess it's a little late for that, huh? <laughs> be so, a great uh, we should have Valentine's Day yeah, president. Yeah, a few weeks ago, Martin we should have thought King about Day that. President, yeah. Oh, well. President's Day is coming up in February. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go.